0: Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Celtics Reddit podcast coming to you uh, after an unfortunate uh, game, I guess we'll call it. Um, (laughs) Barely. (laughs) I'm I'm your host as I I have been on occasion here in the state, stateside uh, Celtics J and I'm joined as I frequently am by the OC
1: King himself, Mr. Wayne Spoony. Spoons, how you doing? Jay, your tone seems somber. It's exactly how I feel after watching that game, man. That was a frustrating one. And I told myself, down two starters. We're probably going to lose. Don't get pissed off. I'm here. I'm pissed off. I'm annoyed, man. I can't help it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm all angry inside. Yeah. Ah. No no joke.
0: So I've been going through a bunch of transition on my end here. Um, just, Just got settled up in this new space. Been getting settled into this new job with a whole bunch of travel. So like... Energy levels, like getting reacclimated to just the world in general. To normalcy. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then bouncing in and out of all these different states all yeah. the time with all the different regulations and mandates. And it's just like... And time zones. Yeah. So, it's it's nice having the opportunity to be able to unplug and just uh, and vibe with some Celtics. I had a couple of good games that I got to get caught up with just recently even had a couple of opportunities where i had to eat my own shoes over some <laughs> remarks i made about schroeder cuz he man. came out guns blazing yeah. game right after <laughs> but i'm getting hung up on some previous uh positive notes we're we're starting off in kind of a weird place right now and and to get this episode started i'm going to go right into the post game thread and i'm opening up with a quote right from Be- bean town 00 and i'm going to just direct quote right from it we fucking desperately need shooting and offense. It's literally horrendous how shit our offense is. Just watch brick after brick after brick from Smart, Richardson, Neesmith, etc. Get JT and JB some fucking help. Trade Smart if you need to and get back someone with some offensive ability. Trade Langford and Neesmith for something. I don't know, but this roster is not going to cut it. So Town. He's not like, holding back, man. Up. Yeah, he's matches firing away. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I think this one's a little over the top, right? Like, I'm not sure we should trade Marcus smart. I'm not sure we should give up on Langford and Neesmith yet. But the overall tone is how I feel, man. Like, you cannot play Smart, Richardson, and Schroeder together at the same time. Like, it's 2021, man. It's not 1975. Like, you need shooting on the floor. And even Schroeder, Smart, like, I think the team makes more sense when JB comes back because you won't have to play Schroeder and Smart together for 30 minutes a game. But man, is it tough to watch them brick after brick, dude. Like and they don't get guarded. That's like the worst part. Like unless they have the ball, teams are just sagging off and packing the paint and you can't punish it. And that's been my issue with Schroeder, right?
0: Like I get that Schroeder's a good player. And and I'm not trying to just be like shit on Schroeder. Although, listen, well. if someone's going to do it, I'd like it to be me. Um, <laughs> and I think we see two different types of Schroeders. And we saw that more, even more clearly in the game prior to this one, right? Where we saw like the first half Schroeder lighting it up, second half he starts over dribbling again. The the offense isn't moving, and and one could kind of be fueling the other. Like when the offense gets stagnant, then maybe it's kind of creating a situation where Schroeder's more, you know, egocentric in his offensive yeah. you know mentality. And then when the you know when folks are making moves and and getting open and making shots, maybe he's just more likely to be passing. So like six to one half doesn't need the other chicken or the egg which comes first, but in either case. Um, I we're seeing some legit point guard stuff coming out of Marcus Smart. Yep. He is connecting on his alley-oops. He is penetrating and making dishes. Yep. He's, you know, starting the break, outlets off of steals, off of rebounds. He's doing the thing. Not scoring the ball, not shooting it very well even at Marcus Smart standards. <laughs> so that's still pretty unforgivable at the moment. But these two guys, they don't coexist. Their styles yeah. just Don't seem to play to each other at all. Uh, One really requires a lot of over dribbling. The other one, you want it out of his hands as quickly as you possibly can. And what's frustrating is you almost don't even know which
1: one I'm referencing right now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Smart over dribbles. I actually think Smart's been going to the rim a lot recently. I've liked the way he's played other than he just cannot hit a shot. I almost think it's gone. The, the fan base is going to kill me for this, but I almost think it's gone the other way. We're like, now he like doesn't shoot at all. And you can't really have your starting point guard not shoot. Like I get that. It's frustrating to watch a brick shots, but that's almost as damage. Like bricking is almost as bad as just like not shooting at all. And, or rather it's worse, but not much worse than not shooting at all. And just grinding the entire offense to a halt which smart does a good job of not doing but if he like pump fakes and can't get by, by his guy all of a sudden there's like 6 seconds left on the shot clock i mean it's just it's tough man like you got to fire away at some point like they're going to drop right <laughs> eventually so, they're so going in you're
0: saying that in the in the world of nba You can't ever go full Ben
1: Simmons. Right, exactly. Never, (laughs) never go full Simbo. (laughs) Go full Ben Simmons. So uh, can I talk about Neesmith for a second here? Please. So I've been calling. Because someone has to, because he's not giving us a lot of reasons. Yeah, so I've been calling for Yudoka to give him consistent minutes so he can get into a rhythm, because I think he's this rhythm confidence type player, and, like, he's getting minutes, like, You got to start hitting some fucking shots now, man. Like, if you don't shoot, you are not an NBA player. Like, he's not bad enough at other stuff to where he's, like, damaging if his shot's on. But if his shot's not on, it's like, what are we doing here (laughs) so like he better start hitting some shots soon man or else those minutes are going to disappear and then I don't know how the hell he gets back out on the floor so it's been super frustrating to watch I'm not giving up on him yet because theoretically he solves a ton of our problems and he just has not man like I, I feel like watch like I'm watching my kid at like a youth soccer game and every time he misses a shot I'm like no just go in please go in but man it's been tough dude and it's interesting right because going
0: through summer league preseason all the talk was about Neesmith and it was kind of underwhelming what we had seen from Romeo to that point point. and with the start of the regular season it's kind of flipped yeah definitely and we've seen more of and and who's sort of had more of an impact so far on the court? So yeah, you I'm know I'm happy. with We Romeo. knew early on that was going to be an interesting narrative to follow, yeah. especially with some of the veterans that did get brought onto the team. You know, I, we're seeing plenty of minutes continue to go to Josh Richardson. Yeah, and you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't too angry with dude today. I thought he was attacking the basket pretty nice. He was though he those little floaters that he's got. You know that mid range game, like it works for him. I wish he had a three-point shot exactly
1: that's the problem with him man like the ceiling is just not that high because you know he's not gonna make he can't punish you and make like seven threes in a game you know what i mean like he'll make he'll go like one for two or two for five like okay that's not that bad his stats look all right but like we need a gunner we don't have a gunner out there. You know, like, a blender's got 10 of them. Like, everybody they pass it to can shoot threes with a Everyone hand they've in their drafted grade. for the last five or sixteen <laughs> yeah. years
0: have been gunners. <laughs> I think, you know, I think one of the I... understated issues that we're trying to navigate through right now and, and hoping that it comes to an end, there's been plenty of, of talk had about the challenges several of our players shooting the ball, but Tatum in particular. I mean, I think even worse than any of that, though, has been Al Horford's lack of shooting. Yeah. The like, where is that consistency? Because without that, like, that's the part of his game that makes him just a serviceable, serviceable vet big, you know, to, to like an elite level starting center yeah. or forward. Um, If he's not hitting that shot, that just... It makes what, our outside shooting, which is already strained yeah. and challenged, just tenfold worse if he's not hitting it. And at this point, he's starting to be given more space. Like yeah. today, I saw him get more like open looks than I've seen him yet in a while. And he's still not hitting them. It's like, if you're not even hitting them when they're giving you space, they're going to stop giving you space. Yeah, and that's a problem. Or not- rather,
1: they're going to just keep giving you space yeah, exactly, and going to take yeah. space away from the other guys. Yeah.
0: That's, yeah, that's where I'm at
1: after this game. Yeah, and I, like that was why I was so pumped about the, I I think he's been better than I thought at everything else, which is great and awesome. But if he like him being able to shoot represented like an alternative look, (laughs) like a different way to play that we haven't had in a while since probably he was on the team the first time. And it would have been so great to pull Capella out of the paint And open those lanes. And he did somewhat. But I think in the second half, they were like, you know what? Go ahead, Al. Fire away. We'll just go small. You can't punish us down low. We'll take Capella off the floor. And we'll just sag off you. And I think he made one. But, I mean, his shot is just like, sometimes it's not even close, man. (laughs) Like, it's been bad. It's not looking good. It's like contagious, dude. It's like a sickness.
0: (laughs) Well, and like. It's it's hard to tell where Horford's issue is because he's got kind of an unorthodox form. Oh, definitely. He's got like that that weird kind of like he hold he's holding the ball when he's got a, it's yeah. not like just at rest. Yeah. I don't know how he does it necessarily. It's always been an awkward shot for me to watch. The mechanics just don't make sense to me, but it's always gone in, you know, sweetly form. So who am I to criticize and to judge? But this year it's it's looking rough. Going back to Neesmith for a second, because we've talked a little bit about Neesmith and we've, we've actually, you and I, in some of our conversations, have looked at some of his technique, form and all that. What are you seeing, if anything different right now, that you think technically or to do with form is is maybe interfering with his success right now? Or do you think it's just mental? It's It's just getting past that that psychological hurdle of, of being in the real game and hitting those real shots.
1: Yeah. I think he's got Gumby legs, but he always had Gumby legs. So I think he's just naturally streaky. And that's because like, we've talked about his base isn't consistent. His feet are all over the place. Like he like dipped his right knee, like towards his left knee on one three tonight. And I was like, Oh, this is, doesn't have a (laughs) chance of going in. And he banged back iron. He almost broke the rim. So, I mean, he's streaky, but, you can kind of live with it because when he's confident and feeling good, he might go, you know, he has the potential to go five of eight in a game. You know, he went three for five against Miami from three. And like you could tell he was confident and rising and fire. So I think it's, you know, he's not confident right now. I do think he's in his head. And you combine that with the fact that he's already got kind of inconsistent form, man, and it's just ugly, ugly stuff. I, I probably said ugly like 15 times already. That's right. that's how I feel. <laughs> that's you got to you got to ring them up yeah. after after games like this. Yeah. Um it's
0: it's it's only it, it pales in in comparison to what's going up in uh in the post game yeah. as we speak. So, we're good. <laughs> it's,
1: keep, keep it classy. Keep it classy everybody. Yeah, it this is um, uh I think people are being a little uh overreactive. To a tough Sorry. loss. What I mean, we were missing our two of our best players. Like that matters. I know it's frustrating, but that absolutely I mean, we all we've been talking about how good Rob is all year. He's been awesome. He's been great. Well, if he's not playing, suffice to say, we're probably gonna be considerably worse. And we were <laughs> yeah. we missed him big time switching on a tray. Um, I think we had to trap because we didn't have Rob to uh, switch out there against him. And, you know, Trey didn't score a lot, but his, their entire offense was we'd send, we'd try to trap him, he'd make a quick pass, and then they'd get an open three.
0: Well, and let me transition right from there to uh, another comment coming out of the, the post-game thread. And it's actually, it's the top comment right now, and it's uh Skalucifer? Which seems like an appropriate username. <laughs> so shout out, Scalucifer. Um, Big Scal fan. <laughs> just just straight out saying, we just don't have enough talent. Anytime we miss one or two starters, we just instantly suck, even if Tatum has an amazing night. Stop calling Udoka out for eight to nine guy rotation. When we have the worst bench in the league, our team is undersized, can't shoot. We've got six, maybe seven players who can play consistent minutes in the NBA. The rest of the team should only play in garbage time. Not trying to little edit at the bottom, too. Not trying to be a doomer. Of course, naturally. We should just accept that we are not that good. I guess we're just a 500 team.
1: Weren't we four and two without Jalen? A lot of feelings out there. Aren't we like four and two without Jalen before tonight? Like I mean, we need to relax. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think folks are feeling that that stress too of, of yeah. the fact that like we're getting too used to saying that Jalen's out, right? That um, is broader broader picture that it's scaring me how often that knee's bothering a man. Well, and then compound that with like,
0: you know, we've seen Brown start off fast and we've seen Tatum start off slow. But the way that Tatum... Tatum has started off slow is, is seeming a little bit different this year. Um, there's just like a whole – there's a whole vibe missing from Tatum. There's a whole swagger missing right now from Tatum in being on the court. Like I was asking – you in the in the general chat with the other guys tonight during the game. I'm like,
1: why is Tatum not right now noticeably the best player on the court? Oh, see, I thought he was. I I thought Tatum was amazing tonight, dude. I you he, he, that would have been like a fifty point loss without him. Truth, fair. <laughs> he was fair. everywhere. Fair. I mean, and he was hit. I do ups. think he was,
0: and he was finding he was finding people on the perimeter yeah. when he was making those drives a little bit better. He was making those decisions, but it's like, but in in that way where like. The Hawks are a good team, yeah. but they don't have their best players. Trey Young, yeah. and if he's not raining from outside, like he's a pretty manageable threat. He wasn't the guy that beat us tonight. He he wasn't having a great game by his standards tonight. Uh, it, I, like we got we got beat up by
1: by Cam Reddish. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> pathetic. But I I did what? think Trey is the reason we. I think he was their best player because. We were basically sending two guys at him every possession, and he really? just made the right pass, man. And when you are passing to people that can shoot, dribble, and pass, like that's an easy way to ha- play offense, man. And we saw it tonight because I don't even think defensively we were that bad. They were just making plays out there, finishing. You know, especially in that first half, I yeah. felt like
0: we were locked in. They were just hitting some. They were hitting some tough shots. Everything. Like- Everything. I mean, but it it goes to show that whole team is basically built as just shooters at every position
1: except for Clint Capella. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's like the idea. And I think he got grandfathered into that roster. Yeah. <laughs> and Clint's really good, man. He is good. He's been on my fantasy team for a long time, so I'm a big Clint fan. <laughs> but he's like the number one guy everyone would compare uh, Rob, Rob to, Williams yeah. to early on. Yeah, I think so.
0: Go ahead. Oh, uh, Just to kind of maybe close us out on on having to think about this game because ultimately I think this comes down to being one of those games too we're never going to remember this game. We're like right. this game's frustrating right in this moment because well especially because of the last one, right? We want to just see some momentum going. We yeah. want to see this team clicking in the way that we saw for like a couple of games. We want to see that elite defense get supported by just even average offense. Just to see what what might po- be possible, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we're dealing with with the anxiousness of of waiting to get Jalen Brown back and and really maybe for the first time get a look at what the Jays at peak performance together can look like. Yeah. So I, I still think we're waiting to see what that is. Um, and so they got to be healthy, and they both got to be performing, and they got to be on the court together to do it. So, um I yeah, I'm getting long winded trying to like, you know, get us to the to this sort of last consideration, but before we look specifically at um a play from that game, uh the the underrated play from the game. Final thoughts or takeaways
1: from what you saw tonight and what you're looking for moving forward. I think that's a great point, Jay, that when it's game, you know, 65 this is going to be so back in the rearview mirror, like down to starters, you know, long road trip. Hawks are making everything like it happens. Josh you,
0: Richardson's still getting playing time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm a big time Jay Rich hater, but he's been solid recently. He has been solid. So I just think we. where's the
0: full threads dedicated to criticizing <laughs> spoons and his hatred of Josh Richardson, everybody. Come on. <laughs> I say a couple bad things about Overdribble Schroeder and everyone's (laughs) lighting torches. I got Tice chasing me down the hallway, telling (laughs) me to behave. Yeah, trying to ban you. (laughs) I got Fongos
1: sending me aggressive aggressive messages. Dude, yeah, I wouldn't (laughs) fuck with Fongos, man. That dude's crazy, man. (laughs) Listen, Fongos, you bring it. Bring that heat. I want all the smoke. I want all the smoke, kid yeah I did it smart, Jay. I ripped into him before the preseason before he had played a game <laughs> for us. nobody remembers. <laughs> so i I just I think that's a great point that like this will probably be meaningless. It will be meaningless in forty games from now. And I hope Yudoka is serious when he says, like now we gotta fix the offense. like, okay, I think the my biggest takeaway. And I don't know if the numbers support this yet. The tracking data is not out yet, but it seemed like we ran way more pick and roll tonight and we were getting good looks, man. Like I I really do think we were getting good looks. We just could not convert them for the life of us. So tough game, frustrating loss. I do think there's a lot of good to come out of this. And I think you know shout out Grant Williams we haven't brought him up yet but he had a really nice game man he, he's been
0: having a he, yeah. he's
1: quietly having a good season he's having a great season mm-hmm. and if this means Tatum's back we're in good shape we're going to be fine i'm not i'm not quite there with you yet as far as feeling like Tatum's back i'm, no, I'm just not sure. feeling
0: that energy that vibe emanating from him yet um but I've been wrong before on my takes about players, like when I criticize over dribblers that then have 38 points and a key win, you know, just a couple nights later. So <laughs> it is what it is. Keep hating, man. We need it. We need that energy. <laughs> That's right. Sometimes I really, I just need to take that, that Kendrick Perkins credit. Yeah, and be like, he Clearly they're listening <laughs> yeah. and he responded the way you'd want you know the professional
1: to respond. I, I so know for a fact, Schroeder. Good on you, <laughs> good on you, Schroeder. Schroeder's a big fan of the pod, so shout out. Well, Dennis. and Fongos
0: must have heard something. <laughs> got on the horn and said, "Listen, you can't let the Scottish goomba be talking all this junk." <laughs> so, spoons. I know you. Uh, you you did some quick editing during the uh, during the game. We got a a play that we identified for our underrated play to the game. Let's. Uh, why don't you take us through that?
1: This is our underrated play of the game here. Perfect is, freeze frame right there. This is our guy Grant Williams. That's that's our guy. Yeah, tiptoes on the sideline, picks it up. Oh, there it is. There's Twinkle Toes. There, there he goes. Yeah. Little little toasty dough. The best part's Herter complaining to the ref mid play. Yeah, the best part is is Herter just like arms up, like what the hell how's he even how's he even in bounds there's some kind of magic spell i don't know (laughs) and that the uh, Scal mentioned it too but uh i like if i was in herders position i'd be like that's out of bounds obviously but he did he got (laughs) back in where's the whistle yeah he's established both feet super heads up play primalistic animalistic scream from grant at the end too which i love (laughs) half expected him to spike it down that was
0: that was like when they, they catch that touchdown pass right on the right on the oh, sideline the yeah yeah, the yeah Jerry Rice that's what, yeah. yeah that man he he got up that was ballerina style Grant <laughs> Quick my, feet. my daughter's in ballet
1: so I know that struggle's real Grant you keep doing you man you're doing a great job <laughs> Uh we, we have an awesome uh Schroeder assist, Jay. I wanted I wanted you to take a look at too. I mean this this is just an absolute dime. I mean, you know, Jay talks about his over-dribbling, <laughs> but he does over-dribble. Uh this is hold on, I gotta pull it up here. Schroeder dribbling. All right, so like when Schroeder gets the ball and he dribbles
0: like past the eight to 10 second mark in a shot clock. It's basically like that rule that you set for yourself. Like nothing no good conversation happens after 2 a.m. Well, no good play develops after Schroeder's dribbled for eight <laughs> to ten seconds. Like it's just that's a rule. <laughs> All right. Like yeah. I'm not saying nothing good could ever happen, but I'm just saying you know, as far as just like rules to to follow guidelines. success over time
1: mike was your mike was with you tonight too mike was calling it out he's like he's dribbling an awful lot this play (laughs) all right so this this is an absolute dime from dennis schroeder (laughs) he's gonna dribble in get the ball back pull up three air ball to al for the dunk i mean just gorgeous stuff that's pure playmaker right there well and so and and the reason why that I
0: think is is such an important and maybe even understated replay here is because just a couple of plays prior to that he was trying to get the alley oop to Al Horford. Maybe uh, somewhat similar what we've seen from Marcus Smart feeding either Al Horford or Robert Williams for alley oops. Shooter isn't quite there yet; he's not quite on Smart's level as far as getting those oops up. And so he made a slight adjustment on that uh, that long distance three oop.
1: Uh, combo move that he he put on display there that was a good pass that's a good pass from (laughs) dennis come on being too hard on my boy (laughs) it's all part of the dennis system (laughs) that's right yeah it it is man
0: (laughs) it's a roller coaster dude (laughs) all right so where are you at right now final question i'm going to ask you before we close this thing out is as far as simple rating here thumbs down just totally neutral thumbs up on where you're at with email and this team right now. Like, are you, are you saying we got to start looking at selling? Are you like, no, just ride this wave. It's going to be fine. Or you're like, you know what? I'm feeling okay with what I'm seeing so far. I'm going to go right in the middle
1: there we go man i know I, come on you gotta be more exciting than all that I, I i just want just go get a shooter brad just go get a shooter for the love <laughs> of god just trade for somebody please just get the ch out just an h we just need an h <laughs> yeah. we don't need a three and d man we just need a three like i don't care we if can't have a defense. we need a shooter yeah exactly so close <laughs>
0: Dennis keeps <laughs> shooting this whole thing up. So yeah. any of my office fans. How are you feeling, Howard. Jay? Where are you at? <laughs> I'm fine. No, listen, I'm, I'm home. I'm about to pass out,
1: though. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Are, sorry, my cat's making an appearance. This is falling apart. Are you feeling this, good this, about this? The, the,
0: wheel, the wheels have just fallen completely flat.
1: Are you feeling good, man, or what? I'm... I'm actually, I'm feeling good. I know, yeah. I, I
0: know I'm negative about Schroeder, um, but that, that comes from a place of love too, even though all the hate's coming at me as a result of it. But even the criticism comes from a place of love. Listen, when we win, sometimes I'm still going to be harping and angry about something that I was seeing. Cause that's just the way I was raised and, and taught by my father and my, my grandfather before him. And I'm sure his father and grandfather <laughs> before them. So that's just the way that that'll be sometimes. But, I feel really good because here's the thing. The way this team looks in this first couple of months is by no means going to be what it looks like the final couple months of the season. We kind of knew that going in. Yeah. <clears throat> that being said, we would have really liked to see a little bit more upfront excitement. Um, right. A little bit more, yeah. uh, you know, potential blooming early on. But I do think that we've seen something that is close to, if not, just elite like really special as far as defensive potential with this roster um now we kind of know that going in because it's just i mean it's in the way that we'd like it to be filled with shooters it's it's filled with defenders and that's just what it is right now yeah i do like that if that's what we've got that's what this team can do and it can be successful doing it so i'm like i'm feeling good about that that makes me think that ema has got his head on on proper yeah and the fact that he's looking at the offense now I think we'll see over the next couple of weeks what that kind of means and what a real you know Udoka offense is going to look like if we don't see more off ball movement most especially with at, at the very least Tatum um I'm probably going to lose my mind and then <laughs> then we'll see we'll see negative Celtics shake him out <laughs> a little bit we got to see some off ball movement especially with with my man Tatum otherwise we're just asking him to do the hardest job in the world. And it's like, well, I mean, that's an overstatement or whatever, but on a court, right. You know, having the entire focus around him with no real release valve for that attention. If we're not at least making them work to chase him around the court and put them through as many screens and and different types of movements like that. What are we doing here? Right. 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 We're, we're, we're just like, we're winging it. We're hoping for the best. So I think this is going to be our chance. It makes sense to me that Udoka would really focus on locking in that defense early, knowing that that's going to have to be the thing yeah. that keeps the ship righted when mm-hmm. it when things kind of get derailed later on when shots aren't falling in more critical games. So, I think we chalk this stuff up to learning learning lessons. Hopefully, right moral moral wins. But I like that the team's not really unraveling and falling apart, even after those smart remarks. <clears throat> you know, that looked like it could set sort of like a morale fire. Yeah. And it seems to have been tempered for the most part. It also seems like it might have got overblown out of proportion. By I the think media so. Figure, but... <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, it never happens. <laughs> yeah. Shocking. Yeah. Um. So I think that given given the ways that this could really be looking bad, I like that they've responded. I like that the response has been focused on the defense. I like that no one's really hitting shots right now. And so
1: you have to figure at some point that energy is just going to shift. Right. It just has to. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It just has to. I'll agree with you. The defense is legit. It's real. It's not going anywhere. Teams with top five defenses do not have bad records. The Knicks were like the 29th best offense last year, and we're on a 50-win pace. Philly was the 16th best offense last year and was the number one seed in the conference, right? So like your offense doesn't even have to be that good if the defense is what I think we have right now. So um, I'm with you. I think if I had to pick, I'd say I'm still feeling good about this season. I think we'll right the ship. Jalen please come back baby we miss you come so back. bad we miss you so Beca- bad because then we're gonna start
0: having the very real debates about who is the uh the real number one
1: star on this team yeah I miss that I miss bitching about which Jay's better when they're both playing <laughs> good <laughs> let's get it let's get it popping in the next couple of weeks Jalen come on back bring all that
0: fire that you started up with show everybody in this world that they need a little bit more time
1: to still consider because they haven't considered yet. <laughs> all right we all know the best jay is celtics jay though that's right
0: (laughs) all right and on that note because it can't we can't end any higher than that all right um i want to thank everybody for joining us this evening uh mr spoons thank you so much for for having another post-game conversation with me always appreciate you
1: appreciate having you on looking forward to the next chance we get to chop it up anytime jay it was uh I don't know if fun's the right word, but it was cathartic. Nice talking to you as always, buddy. All right, man. Have a great evening. All right, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Peace.